This episode of the Home Defense Show is brought to you by XTradingPost.com. I highly recommend their deep tissue salve. That's what I used when I wake up in the morning to relieve all those aches and pains. Use the promo code SPRING23 for an additional 15% off. That's XTradingPost.com. Coming to you from deep inside the bowels of a great big empty. Get ready for another episode of The Home Defense Show with Skip Coriel. Hey everybody, this is Skip Coriel. Welcome to the Home Defense Show. Man, having a great time. Spring is in full bloom. Summer is almost upon us. We're planting gardens. I'm swimming around the lake now. Part of my summer exercises. I gotta tell you, man, it is freezing out there. <laughs> but having a good time doing it, getting back in shape, limbering up the back muscles again getting ready to do some fishing. Mushroom hunting is all done. We're planting gardens now. But hey, it's just a great time to be in Michigan. And I'm teaching classes. Last night I was out on the gun range. You know, I my advanced classes, last night we did a draw stroke and movement class. That's the level two class. And I had four students all paid and registered. The day of, two have canceled. So I'm out on the range last night with Two guys, you know, one on two. We spent four hours out there, went through about 175 rounds uh, each, and just had a great time. Tiny little classes like that. I get to know people a lot better, and I can just teach you so much more when it's one-on-one -on -one like that. If you're interested in any of the advanced classes, the tactical accuracy and precision, draw, stroke, and movement, or advanced tactical handgun, I don't advertise them much because they're only four students and I really don't want big classes. So they're 75 bucks a piece. Go ahead and just send me an email, skipcoriel at hotmail.com, skipcoriel at hotmail.com and say, hey, I want to do one of these classes and I'll set something up and we'll get it all taken care of. All right. The rule of law is breaking down. Have you noticed that? It's like Man, flash mobs, riots, all kinds of, you know, crime is, is, is rampant. It, it's getting worse, and it's slowly, slowly ramping up. And that's probably why I just keep having so many people in my classes, because people are scared, uh, you know, they're, they're woke up you know, when it comes to crime and things like that. But I was watching this uh, Daniel Penny, Jordan Neely case uh, coming out of New York. If you haven't watched it, I've been following it, a 24-year-old Marine vet uh, named Daniel Penny took down a 30-year-old homeless guy who was threatening people, you know, inside the subway and uh, people were scared, so he and uh, a couple other people took him down. Daniel Penny put him in a, in a chokehold for like 15 minutes, waiting for the police to get there, and the man died. And he's been charged with manslaughter. So I, I want to talk about that. Was it vigilante justice? Was it manslaughter? Is it something he shouldn't have done at all? What are we supposed to do 
when people walk around ranting and raving, threatening people, getting up in your face, things like that. What are you supposed to do? And rather than uh, just go on about it, I, I wrote something down because I write a lot better than I, than I talk. All right, so I'm just going to read this to you. This is from dictionary.com. Vigilante, noun, a member of a vigilance committee. Any person who takes the law into their own hands, such as by avenging a crime. Adjective, done violently and summarily without recourse to lawful procedures. A few weeks ago, Jordan Neely, a 30-year-old homeless man, was harassing and threatening passengers on the F train in New York. Daniel Penny, a 24-year-old Marine vet, along with a few other passengers, restrained Neely. Penny put Neely in a chokehold to restrain him until police arrived, according to statements by Penny's attorney. Neely died, and Daniel Penny has been charged with manslaughter. The public response to the incident runs the gamut. Many on the left want to see Penny go to prison, while many on the right want to give him a medal. For me, I just want justice based on the facts and the rule of law. But I think most Americans are confused. They really don't know what to believe anymore. I know for me personally, I read the news and take it all with a grain of salt. A very large grain of salt. Let's face it. It's difficult to form strong opinions when you don't have reliable information. But here's one thing I do know. The average American, those on the left and the right, are feeling stressed to the breaking point. Most of us grew up trusting the legal system, knowing right from wrong, and trying to obey the law. Even as a child, I knew that screaming and spitting into someone's face was wrong. I knew that 100 teenagers rushing into a store and stealing everything was a crime. Things like the knockout game hadn't been invented yet, and one of the worst things someone could do was to hurt a child or the elderly. Now, those things are quite common. What we are seeing now in the Jordan Neely case, and thousands of others, is this. We've lost confidence in our criminal justice system. Deep inside, we have an innate sense of right and wrong, and have always been protected by the police and the rule of law. So when that system breaks down and people commit crimes with impunity, the law-abiding among us become very frustrated. And it's only a matter of time before people start to take the law into their own hands. The attitude becomes, well, if the police aren't going to do anything, then I guess I'll have to. Whether you applaud this response or condemn it, one thing is clear. The vigilante response will continue to grow until law and order is restored. It's only natural, and we should expect it. So, knowing that crime is going to continue to escalate and that the police are of limited remedy, especially in the big cities, what should the average gun-owning citizen do? Here are some suggestions. First, keep a cool head. Right now, society's nerves are stretched tighter than a gnat's ass stretched over a barrel. Now is the time to be kind to strangers as often as you can. One of the greatest tools for self-defense is a kind word. Insults escalate, compliments diffuse. Remember that. Two, be careful in the big city. I live in the country, always have and always will. I know my neighbors and they know me. We watch out for each other. As a matter of fact, I can't remember the last time we had a flash mob in Orangeville, where I was born. How many people does it take for a flash mob? A hundred? 
200? We just don't have the time and energy for that sort of thing, or the population. When society is breaking down, then the city is the first place to fall apart. Get out of the city. Third, the process of societal decay is a long and slow process. We're all caught in transition, and that's a tricky tightrope to walk. We're no longer a first world country, but we're not really a third world country yet either. There's still hope for us to change, but in the meantime, we don't know which direction it's going to go. Will America recover or continue to flush itself down the loo? During this transition time, we need to protect ourselves both physically and legally. Fourth, protect yourself physically. You need less than lethal skills in addition to deadly use skills. Things like pepper gel are a must, simply because 85% of altercations don't rise to the level of deadly force. Buy pepper spray and know how to use it. Also, get some open-handed and de-escalation skills. I would refer you to Craig Gray for that one. He's the expert. You also want to get yourself in the best physical shape that you possibly can, simply because a healthy, fit person is harder to kill. To round out your self-defense skills, you need to get trained and get armed in that order. You can refer your friends to Midwest Tactical Training for that aspect of it, and I'll train you myself. Go to www.mwtac.com. And fifth, protect yourself legally. You saw what happened to Daniel Penny, Kyle Rittenhouse, and George Zimmerman. While many would argue these men didn't make the best choices, the steady fact remains they paid dearly for it. It cost hundreds of thousands of dollars to defend in a high-profile self-defense shooting, especially when they become political. In today's environment, I would not carry a gun without legal insurance. My whole family is protected by the United States Concealed Carry Association, USCCA. You should do that right away. Go to uscca.com. After all, this is still America, and there is still justice, as much justice as you can afford. And last, but certainly not least, get right with your maker, because man is mortal. You can do everything right and still end up at room temperature. Become spiritually fit as well. So, welcome to America in 2023. Personal and family defense isn't something you can take for granted anymore. You need to handle it yourself. Know the laws of your jurisdiction and get as much defense training as you can. Develop that warrior mindset, be kind to others, and keep that head on a swivel. Defending yourself is easy. It just takes a lifetime of training and eternal vigilance. Get started now, because it's a decision you and your family can live with. Folks, if you haven't started training, you got to do it now. You got to start training. You got to get ready mentally, physically, morally, spiritually, all of that. Because things are falling apart slowly but surely. I hope we can fix it, but if we can't, it's going to get worse, and you need to be ready if you're going to protect your family. I don't want to drag on. Remember our sponsors, United States Concealed Carry Association. You know, Check them out for legal protection and added training, and also Centershot Indoor Gun Range over by Door, Michigan. Centershotgunrange.com. Centershotgunrange.com, where it's always a perfect 70 degrees. Hey, I'm going to go fishing today in a little kayak, see if I can uh, catch some uh, bluegills, and then maybe I'll write a book. Get a hold of me if you want any CPL classes, if you want any advanced pistol training. 
I'd be happy to help you out. Go to mwtac.com, Michael Whiskey Tango Alpha Charlie.com. Check out my books on Amazon, Amazon.com, Sir John Skip Coriel. They're all there. Hey, have a great day. Stay safe, and uh, God bless you all. Thank you for joining us this week on The Home Defense Show. Now, get out there and protect the ones you love. We'll see you next week with more of the best in home defense. Bye-bye, boys! Have fun storming the castle! And now it's time for our self-defense report. Take us there, bro. All of us here at Frontlines of Freedom believe strongly in your right to keep and bear arms for protection of yourself and your family. All across the country, violent crime is skyrocketing. And now more than ever before, Americans need to stand up and exercise their Second Amendment rights. Now is the time to get trained and ready to handle this growing threat. But if you're not, please look into it and learn the skills necessary to protect the ones you love. Find out about the laws in your state and what you can do to legally carry a firearm. What's the story this week, Colonel? Well, this is weird. The lady of the house was home alone when a naked man broke into her home in Bel Air, California. She confronted the naked man and asked him to leave. He claimed the house was his and he was going to call the police. While the homeowner called 911, the naked intruder swam in her pool and then killed both her pet parakeets by stomping on them. The woman, fearing for her life, jumped off the balcony and limped to her car where she was able to escape her home. The police were able to apprehend the naked intruder. Thanks, Colonel. Well, now, you're right. This is an interesting story. I'd like to say only in California, but I can't simply because the entire country is now facing a mental health crisis coupled with an epidemic of drug addiction. This man was obviously either mentally ill or on drugs, or maybe even both. Think about it for a second. How do you convince a naked crazy man that your house is not his house? It can't be done because mental illness and drug use are wild cards. The mentally ill and drug addicted aren't in their right minds, so you won't be able to reason with them. Folks, all indications are that the problem of crime is going to continue to get worse. So you and I have to learn how to better protect ourselves and our families. Don't wait for politicians to solve the problem of crime in our big cities because they are largely incompetent. Perhaps, dare I say it out loud, they are also not in their right minds. That being said, it's time to get serious about self-defense. Here's a list of things you can do to survive rising crime in our big cities. First, Get firearms training and start to carry your pistol every place you legally can. Let's face it, the cops can't be everywhere, especially when they're being systematically defunded. Second, harden your home against invaders. I recommend you read a book by Matt Kenobi called Real Secrets of Home and Personal Defense. You can get it on Amazon. He gives you a step-by-step process you can follow. Third, develop a solid warrior mindset. Here in America, we've been pampered. But now it seems the law of the jungle is reasserting its hold. You need to come to grips with the fact that you may have to use violence up to and including deadly force to protect yourself. I know it's not fair, but get over it. Take a tablespoon of cement and harden up. Fourth, always be alert. Our men in combat zones learn this quickly. If you want to stay alive, you have to stay alert. I'm not talking paranoia. I'm just saying get your face out of your cell phone and pay attention to what's going on around you. And fifth, get out of the city. If you don't have to live there, move. If you don't have to visit, don't. That's where most of this stuff happens. There's a lot more to self-defense, but these things will get you started. 
The woman in today's story was right to flee the mentally ill intruder simply because she had no self-defense skills to speak of. That made her a prey animal and helpless to any predator. This is not a good time to be an oblivious sheep. Hopefully, this woman will wake up and smell her need to become more self-sufficient. Frontlines of Freedom wishes this California woman well on her journey. Wow. We're recording.